Live from NPR News, I'm Shay Stevens. President Biden is on the second leg of his European visit and his first foreign trip since taking office. NPR's Mar Eliasson reports that Biden has told U.S. troops in Britain that he planned to work with U.S. allies to strengthen ties among democracies. At Royal Air Force Base Mildenhall in the United Kingdom, Biden said that he was going to work with the European allies to plan for the next pandemic and address the impacts of climate change, two things he said no nation can do by itself. He also said he'd be addressing cybercrime and the growing threat posed by ransomware attacks. That subject will come up when he meets Russian leader Vladimir Putin, who Biden referred to as one of the autocrats letting ransomware attacks happen. Biden said that he was meeting with Putin to, quote, let him know what I want him to know. Mara Liason, NPR News. The president is expected to announce on Thursday that the U.S. has purchased 500 million Pfizer vaccine doses with plans to donate them to the world's poorest countries. As NPR's Tamara Keith reports, this comes as Biden is set to meet with key allies in Europe. The announcement is part of an effort by the Biden administration to reassert U.S. leadership on the global stage and to push other wealthy nations to follow suit. A source familiar with the plan says 200 million of the doses will be delivered this year, with another 300 million to come in the first half of 2022. The vaccines will go to COVAX, an international effort to vaccinate people in low- and lower-income countries, as well as to the African Union. This is on top of 80 million doses the administration announced it would be sharing this month. The endeavor is earning praise from global health advocates who for months had complained the U.S. was hoarding vaccines. Tamara Keith, NPR News. The Canadian firm behind the controversial Keystone XL oil pipeline is officially terminating the project. NPR's Jeff Brady reports that the decision ends a more than decade-long battle over whether the pipeline should be built. The Keystone XL was controversial in part because of the oil it would have transported from Alberta to the U.S. Gulf Coast. Oil sands crude is thick and gunky. It requires extra processing, so it emits even more greenhouse gases than traditional oil production. TC Energy thanked its partners, including the government of Alberta. The company had already suspended work in January when President Biden revoked a key cross-border permit. That followed a back-and-forth over the years. Former President Obama blocked the project, then Trump restarted it. Now the Keystone XL pipeline is officially dead, news that brought cheers from environmental groups that long campaigned against it. Jeff Brady, NPR News. On Wall Street, stocks dipped today, reversing gains from earlier in the session. The Dow Jones Industrials fell 152 points. The Nasdaq Composite Index lost 13 points. You're listening to NPR News. President Biden has revoked a series of Trump-era executive orders that were aimed at banning popular Chinese apps TikTok and WeChat. Biden has signed new executive orders calling for a broad review of apps linked to rival nations. He also has directed the Commerce Department to study the risks that foreign apps pose to the security of personal information. The Metropolitan Museum of Art has agreed to send three contested artworks home to Nigeria. As NPR's Netta Ulubi reports, the Benin bronzes are among many displayed in Western collections that may eventually be repatriated. Hundreds of years ago, artisans in the Empire of Benin decorated their royal palace in what's now southern Nigeria with exquisite bronze artwork. It was looted by British soldiers in the late 1800s and spread across Western museums. 
Now the Metropolitan Museum of Arts has its returning several bronzes donated by a mysterious collector in 1991, who neglected to mention much about their provenance. The Met worked with the Nigerian Ministry of Culture to make the decision. The plaques show two men of the Edo court, one old and wizened, the other young and fearless. Neto Ulibi, NPR News. General Motors says it can support greenhouse gas emission limits that other car manufacturers negotiated with California if they are achieved mostly by promoting sales of fully electric vehicles. The shift brings GM closer to the 2019 California deal signed onto by five other automakers. I'm Shay Stevens. This is NPR News. <laughs> 